put together a, an experience in collaboration with Amtrak where we took roughly 40 people across the country from Washington, D.C. to San Francisco, California um, over a two-week period. Hello, and welcome to another episode of Social Humans, the podcast where we take you behind the scenes with your favorite social media creators to tell you where they came from, how they got here, and where they're headed next. Let's go. Today's episode, our guest is Zach Glassman, the founder of the popular project Passion Passport. Zach, thank you for being on the show. Could you start by telling us how you became interested in photography? I think that I first became extremely enamored with um, photography when I was living in Hong Kong. I think the, the interest in photography started a lot younger. I remember even just uh, when first digital cameras came out. I was fascinated by the idea that you could take photos and see them almost right away or like connect a camera to a computer and see them virtually, you know, within within minutes. And um, at that point, this was when I was a teenager, most of my travels or most of my experiences outside of my hometown were focused around swimming because I was a competitive swimmer. Mm-hmm. And so I'd take a digital camera around and kind of document uh the experiences I had with my teammates or um, just with with friends around Montreal, which is where I grew up. And uh, and over time that evolved and, and I got slightly better equipment, but I never made, it, made a concerted effort to learn about photography. Um, fast forward quite a few years and uh, post-college, my first job was I was working in finance in Hong Kong and, uh, and I'd had a more keen interest in photography while I was living in Hong Kong, um, partially because of the plethora of opportunities to just kind of explore all, you know, all over Southeast Asia, and I didn't really know Southeast Asia very well at all um, when I moved over to Hong Kong, and so that was how I was documented, documenting a lot of those trips, and um, it was a specific instance in which a friend of mine uh, was visiting Hong Kong who was a more established photographer, um, very much encouraged me to um, start shooting manual and to start trying to learn as much as I could about the the craft and uh, just kind of like pushed me in the right direction and gave me a lot of positive feedback about the work that I was already doing. Um, That was kind of one of the things that, or that was one of the things that, that very much pushed me in that direction. And uh, from there, I started shooting a little bit more regularly. Um, I then left that job um, in 2012. And uh, following that job, I I traveled around. I didn't know what I wanted to do next, so I traveled around off and on for about nine months. And it was during that time that I very much, you know, began to to hone a lot of these photography skills and, and hopefully take them to the next level a little bit. Yeah, definitely. That's a, a really cool backstory. Um, so when you, you started out in Hong Kong, were you just taking pictures just kind of with the intention of sharing with friends and family? and uh, Or at what point did it evolve to be a little bit more than that where you're getting some traction on your uh, social followings? I think that at first it was really just about... Um it was really just about uh, sharing that with friends and family. 
And uh, when I did get on to social media originally, um, I wasn't looking to grow a following. I wasn't, it was more just um, to tell stories. And uh, I was immediately following my resignation in Hong Kong. I traveled around for about nine months. So social media became an easy way rather than have a blog or rather than um, send emails to friends and family as I was traveling around the world. It became the easy way to update people on what I was, you know, what I was experiencing, what I was feeling, what I was seeing, what I um, just everything, everything that, that was happening on the road. Um, or the more public-facing things that were happening on the road. And, right. then, you know, the more private things I could open up to people about uh, over email or when I spoke to them on the phone and stuff. But it became an easy way for me to provide those updates. And it was almost something that I had missed or I didn't know that was lacking when I lived abroad in Hong Kong for about three years. It would have been helpful to have had social media then because it would have been kind of a way to uh, share those experiences on uh on a week-to-week -week basis. Yeah, definitely. And when did you start to see some traction um, as far as like your Instagram page? Uh, well, what happened was I was using Instagram to connect with different people around the world when I um, when I was traveling post that experience in Hong Kong. And um, so I would, when I show up show up in a new location, I would meet people. And uh, or I'd reach out to them on Instagram, and I'd meet up for, with them for a cup of coffee. And this could be anyone from a professional photographer to someone who just had interest in photography or who was posting about their city, who might know a lot more about their city than I did. And it gave me an insider view um, about what life in that city really looked and felt like. Remember the days when you weren't supposed to talk to strangers on the internet? And if you did, you definitely weren't supposed to go meet up with those strangers in person. It seems that social media is starting to dissolve some of those previously held rules. As people find their niche in internet communities, it's becoming more acceptable to take those friendships offline and bring them into real life. Um, and so I think that, I really think that Instagram is an invaluable tool in that way, that it allows you to connect with people that you might not, and social media in general allows you to connect with people you might not otherwise have the opportunity to connect with and specifically in that instance where I was doing a ton of solo travel um, you know that was about nine months of my life where I was traveling quite a bit uh, by myself it was a fantastic opportunity to meet like-minded people and to learn a ton from them so it just it kind of it, it kind of facilitated my travels and uh, put me in touch with everyone from you know like a mother of three in Bologna, Italy, to uh, which is an example I love to, to give because it, it's just random. She'd seen my stuff on Instagram, was like, "Are you coming through Bologna?" And I'd love to, I'd love to show you around. Um, to professional photographers in a lot of different places, who I, you know, learned very tangible things from. From just that that storytelling and and that use of the Instagram platform, I did end up getting uh, onto the suggested user list, and I think that kind of kickstarted almost the. Um, just the exposure that, that came to my account and to and the exposure that came with it, which uh, which I very much appreciated. But it was very much getting involved in the community as well mm -hmm. and touching base with people of all levels and, and of all you know walks of life. Yeah, what was that moment like for you, uh, like mentally and emotionally, when things started to really blow up for you? I don't know. I think it, it was just fun. Um, 
has just been fun, and I think the moment where I, you know, if I ever do decide to change gears a little bit, it will be because it's not as fun anymore, mm-hmm. but uh, I think it was just a nice recognition, you know, it was nice to be recognized, um, but it wasn't not, it wasn't necessarily something that caused me to adjust my, you know, my tactics or storytelling or anything like that. I just continued to do what I did. And, but that, at that point, I wasn't necessarily living my life as much out of a suitcase. I was still traveling a lot um, because I think that's, to a certain degree, that's how I had gained a fair bit of exposure. And so after that point, I think the difference was it started to slowly but surely become a little bit more of a business. So after that, that point, you know, um, certain tourism boards or brands started to reach out to me to uh, shoot for them or to go on press trips and stuff like that. And I kind of just took it in stride and, and started to learn with each one of those experiences. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, how did you explain at the time like to friends and family what exactly it was that you were doing? Did they mostly get it or were there a lot of questions? <laughs> um, I think there were a lot of questions. I think that there still are a lot of questions when it comes to work around social media, I think that the easiest way to explain it is to just say you're a freelance photographer and that a lot of the content that you do end up creating, whether it's photo, whether it's video, um, is then used for social media or digital purposes. Um, and so for myself as, as a freelance photographer, that's the easy answer. Um, with what I do at Passion Passport, it's a little bit more complicated because that's an entire business. Um, and uh, and that takes a little bit more explaining. I'd say the, the content creation and, and photography side of things is a little bit easier to explain. Yeah, definitely. Uh, well, would you mind giving us the, the Passion Passport explanation? Yeah. Um, well, Passion Passport is a community of photographers and storytellers from around the world. It's a website that I started uh, almost four years ago now, which is crazy. The, the whole purpose of every post that we share uh, on editorial, every social media post, every, you know, every program that we run is to showcase the transformative nature of travel. So the people you meet, the experiences you have, the foods you taste, and how all of those incredible experiences that come with travel shape you and teach you and you know, hopefully provide you with a much better understanding of who you are. And we built an entire editorial and social platform around just that central idea and, um, and really showcasing people from all walks of life, whether they were professionals who were writing and shooting on a day-to-day basis about travel, but also people who were, you know, like study abroad students or people who weren't necessarily doing it professionally yet, but who had some very valid things to say about travel or who had great stories to tell. And as the community started to grow, so, I mean, on social media and on the website, I mean, we didn't always have as much traction and exposure as as we do now, but as that started to grow, the opportunities to work with brands or tourism boards started to emerge. So similarly to, you know, my own... uh, growth and development as a freelance photographer, it came, I guess, as that, you know, as the numbers started to grow and emerge a little bit more, opportunities to work with brands and tourism boards started to emerge. And um... One of the reasons for the rise in tourism influencers can be directly attributed to a shift in values among younger generations. 
One often cited claim is that millennials tend to value experiences over physical things, hence a desire for travel. That in effect fueled, I guess, Passion Passport's ability to work in, in some senses as a uh, creative agency. So in some cases, Passion Passport does branded content or does photo and video content uh, or does creative strategy for, uh, for brands and tourism boards. And um, I think it's been, it's been absolutely fantastic to kind of grow and evolve with the growth of the company and to kind of take on bigger and better projects, um, not necessarily better, but just to take on bigger and more expansive projects, um, you know, as, as we continue to grow. Yeah. Um, so you mentioned growth there. I'm curious how you've seen sort of the space as a whole grow over the last few years, because obviously you've uh, been at it for a while now. Um, when I first started, I mean, just being offered a trip to another part of the world um, was fantastic, just in the role of, you know, press trips have always existed throughout time, whether it's been uh, print journalists or writers who write for media outlets that are online, and then the evolution continued with social media, that there was great exposure to be had from social media content creators. And so that was, that pretty much was my first foray into that world, was just being offered press trips to different parts of the world. And it was an incredible opportunity. Um, and from those types of opportunities, I think with the growth of Instagram came a lot more opportunities for advertisers to, uh, to get involved on the platform. And so over time, those started to increase. I think that it has changed the game quite a bit. Um, it does feel very much, I think a lot of people talk about this, it feels a lot more like a business than it used to. And you hear a lot more creatives who talk about themselves as a brand. It just takes some adjusting to. I think it's, I think it's a tricky topic to, to dance around to a, certain, to a certain degree because there are people who argue that, you know, it is... Um, that it has affected Instagram for the worse. There are other people that say, you know, it's great because it's given people more exposure or it's given people work that they would not have had otherwise. Um, and I think to a certain degree, I do ascribe to both mentalities. Mm -hmm, definitely. Um, so having been kind of on both sides of it, uh, obviously your experience personally as a photographer first, but then moving almost over to the creative agency side, I'm just Curious how those have worked together, how they may complement each other or maybe even distract from each other. I think for the most part they complement each other. I think sometimes that it's difficult to separate one from the other because my personal work is just my personal work. I've done some very intensely personal projects on the photography side and I've you know done some other just uh, normal photography projects and assignments. Whereas on the Passion Passport side, we very carefully uh, evaluate which partner we work with. Uh, we try and, not we try, in every instance when we take on a new project, um, it's exceptionally important for us for it to be a partner who's both whose products or whose work we believe in. Mm -hmm. And uh, sometimes it's difficult to, uh, to keep those things separate. But I think the most important thing is that... Um, one kind of one definitely informs the other. So the work that I do as a freelance photographer 
informs the work that Passion Passport does as a creative agency on the other side, and vice versa. I mean, I think I, I learn a lot from both roles. At this point, the amount that I focus on freelance photography and content creation is probably somewhere between 10 and 15% of my day, not as much as it used to be, and a lot more of my you know, my day-to-day -day is spent fueling our efforts or, or just kind of like pushing our efforts forward with um, a lot of the stuff that we have in development for Passion Passport. Yeah, absolutely. That makes a lot of sense. Um, I won't ask you to name your favorite, but maybe name your one that's in the top five of your favorite branded campaigns that you've ever worked on. With Passion Passport, it's a very easy answer because um, it's it's essentially the program or the experience that we designed that um, I think put our put our company and our community on the map the most, which was the Passport Express. So about a year and a half ago, we put together a, an experience in collaboration with Amtrak where we took roughly 40 people across the country from Washington, D.C. to San Francisco, California, um, over a two-week period. And uh, we designed all of the day-to-day -day activities and created a whole bunch of very memorable content for uh, in collaboration with Amtrak. But more than anything, I think it was the relationships and the actual power of the experience that was just, um, it was unbelievable. And I've, I've, never, I've never been prouder of work that I've done. I've never felt the tangible effects of, of what the power of travel is more than in this moment and watching this group of people as they traveled across the country come alive and get to know one another better and um, share their, you know, and, and grow together, essentially, um, through travel. And so that was really powerful. It was essentially a creative residency on an Amtrak train going across the country, um, and it's one of the coolest things I've ever done. On the personal side, I don't know... Since I'm on this podcast, I, I suppose I should say the work that I did at um, South by Southwest, <laughs> which was awesome and it was a ton of fun. Anyone who's been to South by Southwest knows that there are mountains of swag handed out to every attendee. To relaunch its Take 5 candy, Hershey's created the Take 5 Swag Exchange, where attendees could trade useless swag for sweet items like headphones, VIP concert tickets, iPhone portable projectors, and reservations at impossible-to-reserve restaurants. To promote the Swag Exchange to South by attendees, we brought influencers like Zach down to Austin to share the experience. During the event, people traded in approximately a thousand items each day, exchanging things like pink wigs for Amazon Fire TVs. And working, uh, working with your organization was, was heaps of fun, especially working with um, Elise and Lauren, who uh, just have such like positive, infectious energy. I think it's, it's really cool when your work allows you to collaborate with people whose work that you admire um, and who have such positive, infectious energy, and, uh, and both of them definitely fall into that category. So I think oftentimes the campaigns that I work on that I love the most are the ones where I get to um, either work with a friend or work with someone whose work I admire a lot. Um, and so, for example, earlier this year, I was working on a campaign for the Catskills um, just outside of New York City and uh, got to go up there for a couple of days and I got to bring one of my best friends along, um, Cubby. And uh, it was just a lot of fun because he creates a ton of content as well. And I always enjoy the creative lens through which he sees the world. Um, and so when your work begins to feel 
feel like play, that's when you know you've, you're doing something right. Yeah, absolutely. Um, we'll jump ahead now and wrap up with just like what the future holds for you. Um, I'm sure that's a loaded question, but maybe uh, looking one year, three years, five years down the road, what does that look like? Um, well, I think this year for us at Passion Passport is really about trying to bridge the gap between Passion Passport and other larger travel brands, um, especially media outlets. So when you look at larger media outlets who just have a lot more gross traffic or who have quarterly or monthly publications, um, and who have been around in the game for much longer than, than we have. Um, I mean, our team has always been very small, but we only hired our first full-time employee two years ago. And so given that the amount of growth and uh, success that we've had in, in that two-year span is really fantastic, and we haven't had any funding at any point throughout our existence, so this year for us is really about trying to grow the opportunities and the programs that we run through Passion Passport, get the content up to an even better level than where it is right now. One of the things that we noticed was that there wasn't a very well-established uh, travel daily, uh, daily newsletter. Um, and so we thought, well, why don't we just create one ourselves? So we created uh, a daily called the, the Boarding Pass. It's not just about Passion Passport, it's about um, travel to creative, to the outdoors, and everything in between, and we send that out on a daily basis, um, and it's, it's kind of meant to be that daily dose of inspiration for the very travel and creativity and outdoors-minded person to get that in their inbox every day and, and to kind of get them to get them the daily inspiration to go outside and explore. And so we have a lot of other stuff like that that we have planned for the year to kind of grow our arsenal of either programs or of, of content that, that we produce for Passion Passport. Um, outside of that, the three or five year question <laughs> is a good one. Um, I don't know what that, that will hold. I have a, a heck of a lot of goals that are both related to Passion Passport and outside of that. Um, I do see myself as a little bit more of an entrepreneur than of just like of simply a creative and not to you know not to say that that's not a fulfilling life. I think it's incredible, but I think that I have a lot of entrepreneurial and business related objectives outside of what we do at Passion Passport. So um, it wouldn't be surprising if I if I took on another project outside of that down the line. Um, I don't have anything that's you know well in the works at this point, but I have a ton of other ideas and um, you know, different projects that I'd like to take on um, in the coming years, for sure. I think the only other thing to touch on from the Passion Passport perspective, I think it's really cool for people to know about, is we provide a lot of grants. Um, and so one of them was called the Bucket List Initiative, which we've done consistently now for uh, a number of years, which gives someone the opportunity to travel to a place. They basically pitch um, their dream travels or their dream trip. And uh, we have a selection, like a panel of judges, who narrow it down to the best applications. And our community votes on who gets to live out their travel dream, which is really cool. But in addition to that, we launched a new program this year, which was called the Passport Project. And so the reason why I'm bringing that up now is because the, uh, the winners of that grant are actually going to be headed out to Senegal in just a couple of weeks. And what's really cool about that grant is that it's specifically designed to, um, 
to give someone the opportunity to travel who has not had it before. And so specifically, um, we had heard so much rhetoric specifically in the last 12 to 18 months pertaining to the fact that, you know, or just pointing to the fear of the other and its language that we as travelers didn't really agree with or associate with. Mm-hmm. And we wanted to design an experience that showcased the power of travel and of going and broadening your horizons for the first time. And so the Passport Project really functioned as that. It was the opportunity for someone to nominate either a friend or a loved one or you know whoever it happened to be. The one prerequisite was that they had to have uh, never traveled outside of their own country before and could not have it, and that they needed a passport. And the idea was that for them to choose a destination that was perhaps misunderstood or stigmatized to a certain degree, and to go there with a specific purpose of better understanding that culture, that society, um, and better understanding why that place might be misunderstood or, you know, the fabric of that society um, and coming home and sharing those experiences both with our community and beyond that. Yeah, that is a a really amazing project. Um, I'm excited to see how that plays out for sure. That's really cool. Thank you for sharing that. Um, I'll show you a link. Okay, I was going to ask you if there's anywhere that we can follow along with that. Yeah. Well, I'm definitely on Passion Passport channels, and then I'll shoot you a link to the actual program announcement and stuff like that. Perfect. Um, but you can check it out. Awesome. But All right. something that our team is, is definitely pretty proud of um, as far as, I think, seeing something that could be interpreted a little bit more negatively in the news and, and just out in the world and um, and kind of putting our own stamp on what we, we, what we hope people would feel and uh, experience through travel and, and hopefully how that through the use of, you know, really powerful storytelling that we can change a couple of people's minds about um, what those experiences uh, can do. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you again for being on the podcast. We really appreciate it and uh, we'll be in touch shortly. Thanks so much. Really appreciate it, Taylor. Absolutely. Have a good day. Thanks for listening to another episode of Social Humans. Our guest again today was Zach Glassman. You can find him online at passionpassport.com. And we look forward to seeing you next time.